0: Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Put Me Over Podcast, episode 62. I'm your host, Andrew Gomez, a.k.a. The Mez, joined today by my lovely, wonderful, beautiful co-host. To my right, we have the 10th wonder of the world, Dick himself, Richard Garcia. And you thought I was to your left, huh? Normally, you're to my left, so it's it's a nice little change, you know? We like to change it up to
1: everyone, dude. We don't like keeping things the same. We like to kind of... Adapt as we go, as you could say.
0: Yeah, the exact opposite of Vince McMahon. Um, two-man power trip today. Just me and Dick. Uh, Byron couldn't make it today. It is hot as balls today.
1: Seriously, it is the hottest. I don't want to say it's the hottest day of the year, but it's getting there. It's it's up there, dude. It's so hot that last night when I was going to sleep, I couldn't sleep with my just a shirt under on. I had to sleep naked. Full-on naked? Full-on naked, dude. What if there was an earthquake? Well... You know what? I'll let God decide that, or Allah <laughs> decide that, dude. I mean, I, 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 was talk, I was thinking about short term gains. The short term goal was for me to be comfortable.
0: It is, yeah, it's disgusting. I, I didn't sleep naked. I maybe should have because it's too damn hot. Um, it's a too damn hot party. <laughs> it's too damn hot party. Uh, we, uh, we're only in the beginning of June, uh, or middle of June. Um, so it's only going to get hotter, I think, from here.
1: And that's the scary part, dude. Like, cause two weeks ago it was. I love the weather, like oh June weather. Yeah, it's still sweater weather out in in, in, the, in the daytime. Perfect, dude. I love it. A light sweater, yeah, La- light sweater, light hoodie. Perfect. But uh uh-uh. uh, nope. If you're wearing a if you're wearing a hoodie now, you're either goth as fuck or <laughs> you don't or you just don't care.
0: Yeah, um, I'm, it's probably gonna be goth as fuck. If I was, what would you do if I were goth, a goth kid? To, there's no shorts for goths.
1: It'd probably be, like, just those long, um, those long, uh, those like, those, what do you call those jeans where, like, they go to your ankle, like, they go below your ankles, what do you, what do you call it, high high waters? Oh, yeah, yeah, It'd yeah. probably be, like, high waters, like, black high waters, and, like, everything black, like, black hoodie, and definitely black makeup for sure. Black
0: makeup, yeah, black lipstick.
1: For sure black lipstick. <laughs> Maybe uh, a biochemical romance sweater, a shirt underneath there. Probably, yeah. Just w- to be, like, transitioning from, from emo to goth, or yeah. vice versa, depending on how you
0: <laughs> look at it. Oh wow So if you want to be a goth kid There's your There's your uh, Marching orders Yeah, Welcome to Goth 101 We're going to change the podcast To Goth 101 I think we should dude Give give people good goth tips Or
1: bad goth tips (laughs) I mean fuck Who Who knows Who knows at this point I mean I think we're coming up with some ideas May not be good May not be bad But they're ideas nonetheless That's what we're trying to
0: get Our point across here They're ideas nonetheless We got to get our ideas over We got to put our ideas over Speaking of people who put their ideas over, Ooh. give it up to our sponsor this week, lapelia.com. If you're ever in the market for some wrestling merchandise, look no further. You go to lapelia.com, and when you purchase, because we know you're going to purchase stuff, you're going to use our discount code, put me over. And in turn, that website is going to put you over, and you get 20% off your entire order. Um, hurry. The supplies are limited on a lot of things, um, so definitely try to get in there. And uh, they have—they just released some really cool pins that that just were launched. And there's going to be a new summer, stuff coming. some summer pins. Summer pins. Oh man, so fast. I don't know, um, dude. I think you came up with a new commercial for them. Summer pins. Summer loving. Yeah, I need to talk to my boy Johnny Bowles. Uh, Shout out to Johnny. Uh, see, uh, see if he's got a any any budget for uh, production. Anyway. Uh, but yeah, make sure you go check them out. They got a lot of cool stuff and, uh, stuff that I like, stuff that I've purchased, stuff that I've, you know, so, yeah, I don't want to say I was giving away stuff, but <laughs> stuff that I've purchased and, uh, you know, they're, they're great guys, great company, and, uh, they're definitely on the rise. Speaking of things that are on the rise, go to our website, putmeover.com and get your own put me over merchandise, very special, limited quality, limited quantity stuff. Um, you know, we got shirts. We just got some new stickers in for sale. Uh, we got some hats. We have t-shirts, totes, goats. you name it. We probably got it. And if we don't, we'll make it for you. Uh, make sure to go to put me over and use our promo code flaccid and you're going to get 15% off your entire order. No matter how much you buy, you're going to get a discount on everything. So make sure you go check that out. A lot of self-promotion going on right now. Thank you guys so much for listening downloading telling your friends telling your neighbors telling your friends neighbors uh we we enjoyed doing this podcast. We like doing it to as many people as possible. so thank you, Justin, who was our newest subscriber um he reached out shout to shout out personally, Justin let me know that he's he ditched the stone cold podcast and he is a put me over podcast fan now well, do we have a name for for uh for our for, our, for, fans? for our fans yeah.
1: I don't know, man. We gotta come up with some ideas. I mean, put me over. Now nah, that doesn't sound good. I don't. I don't know. The people who have been put over, the people that have been put over. That's too long. That's way too long, dude. It just doesn't roll off the tongue. That it just it's too long, dude. Yeah. You know how many deep breaths you have to take just to say that? I have to take like four. Yeah. Um, we gotta do our research on that one. So we gotta go to the put me over research lab, and we're gonna come back with that. And yeah, damn it, that's gonna be a top priority for me. I'm gonna go to the lab after the
0: session. Maybe our Patreon, once we get that started, can give a, give us a name. Oh, there we go. I think that's I think that's a good perk. Um, Boom. Anyways, a lot of stuff going on. Well, actually, not that much going on in the world of professional wrestling as far as it goes to SmackDown and Raw. Uh, we're gonna be able to recap that in like three minutes for five hours of wrestling. Seriously. Um, but with that said, let's get into the news. Let's get into some dicks dirty news. What? Take it away, Dick. All right, Drew. So
1: um, earlier we were talking about um, Rick Flair. He's having like a defamation lawsuit against his, um, l- it seems like it was against his, uh, inter- his uh, in- a legacy talent, entertainment owner, uh, the agency that he was working for as far as getting him uh, his gigs outside of WWE. And um, it's been really interesting. Like it looks like Flair was suing them for defamation and now the agency is now counter suing for uh, the exact same thing. So it just seems like that it's just an ugly mess right now, and um, I feel bad for Ric Flair at this point. Like uh, he's seven years old; he's trying to defend himself. I mean, we we obviously don't know the whole story behind it. It's more like a he said, she said, uh, si- a situation as well. Yeah, but um,
0: not only that, he almost died. That too. Like, yeah, just almost died, and it's a miracle that he's still alive. Uh, for for how he's for for his lifestyle,
1: yeah, that guy is still alive and still going. That that is definitely a miracle. Um. But, yeah, the, all this happened during the coma now that you mention it. like So, if that's the case, if the agency definitely was doing what they were doing wrong, that's very dirty right there. And that just goes to show you that, um, you know, in order to make money, you got to be dirty sometimes. And stealing from the dirtiest player in the game, that's uh,
0: quite a catch, nonetheless. Yeah, you got to be crazy to think you're going to get one over on Ric Flair. He's the dirtiest player in the game. Is he? he? You know what, though? I want him to be the dirtiest player in this game because... Uh,
1: that's not cool. What they're what they what they did, him.
0: Yeah, apparently. Well, according to Rick, he said that they basically were banking on him dying, and we're gonna be buying. They they let his trademarks lapse, so like Woo Whoa. and the Nature Boy, all, all of his catchphrases. Yeah, uh, kiss stealing, wheeling, dealing. Uh, they're trademarked, but they were gonna let them lapse, and they were gonna buy them uh, before WWE could. We'll see what happens. It's. Uh, I feel like it's like, a, oh, you're going to sue me? Now we're going to sue you for this. Um, we'll see how that goes. And you know what's going to happen is that eventually, I hate to say this, but in the long-term
1: goal, WWE going to get that one way or another. They're going to get... Oh, I'm surprised all, they don't own it already. They don't own it already. I mean, I mean it's probably because he's still alive and he's still, still putting up a fight. But you know when that day comes, hopefully it's much later than sooner. WWE is going to get their hands on, on on his intellectual property. You just know that. Yeah, I mean, maybe it'll go to Charlotte, but
0: WWE probably is wanting. I hope so it stays
1: bad. in the family because I I think um, it should really stay with them. But as for as long as I think Charlotte's with the company, um, who knows? You know, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Uh, what else we got, Dick?
1: I also wanted to ask you. Um, he player also posted some videos uh, criticizing Shawn Michaels, and I only seen
0: clips, clips and pieces of it. Um, do you happen to know what that's all about? Like, uh, Apparently, he didn't like uh, some of the stuff that Shawn Michaels said on the ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, this is back from the 30 for 30. Yeah. He, he basically was like, you know what? Um, I don't know Richard Fleer. All I know is Ric Flair. Um, so he, I guess Ric Flair took that personally because he's like, you know what? You grew up idolizing me. You know, I was your hero. And who are you to judge me? Because you are no no angel yourself, you might be like saved now, but you're you're no angel. Um, so that was kind of the extent of it. Oh, okay, gotcha. So it seems like it's just kind of like
1: uh, Flair calling out Sean for some hypocrisy, I, I, in a way. A little bit of hip hop and hip hop uh, hypocrisy, hip hopocrisy, man. Oh wow. I mean, I, I Flair's got a point saying that you know Sean shouldn't shouldn't be the one to throw stones at him. I mean, they they both. I mean, they both have had a past where I—it's—you it, uh, can't even keep track of um, both of them. I mean, back in the day, they both loved to party, they both be out all night, and uh, oh, yeah. they love being the—they love being the rock star. And now that they see that their lives have changed, I mean, in a lot of ways, um, I just find it funny that they're calling one side the like they're calling each other hypocrites. Yet they—they kind of both are doing exactly the same thing. Yeah. It just seems kind of petty, but hey, you know. I guess such is the wrestling business, but I honestly thought it was much bigger than that though, but I didn't, I didn't realize it was like something like, like, like what the comments said on the 30 for 30.
0: Yeah, it was, that was pretty much it. Um, the headline is nice, but that was pretty much it.
1: Talk about, um, what, what do you call it? Um, that, that sounds like, that sounds clickbaity. It's a clickbait. Uh, Super
0: clickbaity. Yeah. It's going to be the title of this episode. Yeah. Clickbaity. Ric Flair shoots on Shawn Michaels exclusive report. Boom. Um, what else we got, Dick? Um,
1: did you see? Uh, well, let's, let's, let's. Did you see uh, Super Showdown? Oh God! Oh my God! Like I mean, I think we should just talk about it right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was hoping we we're gonna get to it a little later. Oh, you want to after no, the news? Let's get off of then. Okay, we'll yeah. do that then. All right. So I do want to mention real quick about Raw. Um, it just it just seems like their numbers and their ratings are just getting lower and lower and lower by the day.
0: It's not surprising. And, and also Smackdown
1: really- the same thing as well. Like both these both of them, it's like it, it's getting really bad. Um on Monday they did they did go up against the NBA finals. I, I will say that. And they weren't gonna win that one. But SmackDown on Tuesday really had no excuse, I believe. They really had no excuse to have those kind of ratings, and um they were down a SmackDown was down four percent. Average of 1.93 million viewers. Under 2 million viewers.
0: Mind well, you. You see that that's really bad. Um, that's what happens when you know they treat Smackdown like it it is you know. Um, for years it was just a raw recap show and now you know it's not even there's nothing going on on Smackdown that excites me at all. I mean Kofi yes. Dan O'Brien yes. Other than that there's not much going on on SmackDown, really, and and Raw is Raw's not much better. If anything, Raw's much worse.
1: Um, Raw barely creaked above two million views total. So you you look at you look at the numbers, and you're they're averaging two million views a week. There, that's that's not um that's definitely not worth the billion plus dollars. I mean, Fox and and USA are probably at this point have to reconsider. Like, oh wow, we're paying them so much money and yet this is
0: the the ratings that we're gonna get. Definitely probably have these. Definitely, probably having some buyer's remorse for sure. Absolutely, um, I mean, I would too. If I if
1: I'm looking at the numbers and I'm seeing wait wait we're paying you guys how much and this is what you guys are doing. This is the best you could produce.
0: So what what is gonna what's gonna be able to change anything? Is it obviously the obvious answer is Vince McMahon, but as far as like talent goes, like they gotta. Spice it up, like I don't think they don't need to be edgy and go back to like the attitude era. No,
1: and I think that's the worst answer you can do. I like I, I hate people say, well, if they go back to the attitude era, well, that's dumb. No, I, th- that's that's not going to work because really it's the format and how the shows produce, especially on Monday nights. It's overproduced. You're there. For, it's three hours of taping. It's three. They get three hours of material every week, and then uh, as I mentioned last week, you have someone who changes his mind at the very last minute, and they change as they go. I mean, I made a comparison to how uh, right now ro- really main roster, both Raw and SmackDown, they're almost akin to WCW 2000, like especially Nitro 2000, where it, it was just unbearable,
0: and it was just unbelievable how they collapsed so quickly. I mean, it's it's been going on for a long time. The, like I said, they just gotta develop these characters. like They gotta rehab everybody. Nobody has any, any heat um, as far as what excites me, I, you know what I did for the main event of SmackDown. What did it you do? It had the New Day, Dan O'Brien, uh, or not, not O'Brien, O'Brien. It had the New Day, it had um, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and uh, Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler. I love all of those guys. You know what I did? I fast forwarded it because I was like, okay, I'm, faces are gonna win, go home. I, I I did. I was not. I was not um
1: interested in. The, I was not invested in the, in in that main event I'm as well. I agree. In anything, I dude. agree. I mean, it just was like, okay, great, you know, I mean, the talent's there, but then it's what they're doing with the talent that I'm just not a fan of. Um, Sami Zayn's stock has gone down so
0: much. Kevin Mem- Owens has gone down so much. Remember how much fun Sami Zayn was when he first started cutting like those like uh critic of the critics promos like that was interesting. That was something different. Something like but now he's back to just being, you know, putty patrol for the faces.
1: Yeah, him and him and KO they just they Both just have like they just have like WWE has just ha- has a hard on where they need to keep them together. And no, I mean, um, they they don't need to be together all the time. Like separate them. Make like the rivalry between Generico and Kevin Steen in the Andes is completely different than what we're seeing right now. On the main roster with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens that seems like it was just a long memory ago. It was a long time ago. It was a, it was almost in a different life. Almost didn't they have a WrestleMania match?
0: Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens.
1: They probably had. They probably were in that ladder match a couple of years ago. Or, yeah,
0: I mean, they. I know they had a like. A, they had a long feud. Um. So it's it's weird that, without any explanation, they're just like, oh, these guys are back together again, and right. we're gonna use the wild card rule, um, whatever that means. That's what Kevin Owens said. Um, and 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 he even he even called them out like, well, whatever the fuck that means. I mean, okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Just, it's not fun. It's it's there's no character development. I don't know anything about anybody. I don't know like. Nothing is exciting. It's so hard. It it isn't. Um, there has been one vocal critic of,
1: actually, I'm not going to say critic, but rather one vocal defender of 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 the product, and that's been uh, Velveteen Dream. I don't know if you saw his uh, Instagram post or his social media post for that matter earlier today. I did, and I don't want to go in on him, but go on. I mean, um, I mean, I I understand where he's coming from from his perspective. Like he want he wants to defend the product. He wants to defend um, the, the company. You know, and and. and um, that's completely fine, but at the same time, though, like he should also understand that. What if he was in that shoot? What if he wants? Because he keeps saying like he wants to go to the main roster. He's seen enough times. He's seen enough examples where NXT talent they go to the main roster and they just, you know, for whatever reason they don't click. More often than not, it could be because of how um, one man sees them differently from what they're seen, from what they really can sh- be shown on NXT.
0: Oh yeah, I mean. Tyler Breeze is a perfect example. Now he's full time back in NXT, by the way. Good for him. Um, just you know how someone can be red hot in NXT and just come up to the main roster and just eat shit every single time. Um, I don't know one person other than who, who's who's come from NXT that's a success. Seth Rollins, but that that was in NXT. Like, are
1: you, are you like are you talking about like homegrown NXT talent, homegrown talent that went to NXT and then went to the main roster? Or are you talking about anyone? Who um, went to NXT and then went on the main roster? Because I think there
0: is a there's a bit of a difference between the two. From NXT, the the the, uh, the Performance Center okay era, not you know original NXT right Performance Center era. Who has gotten over big time on the main roster? That is, that's
1: a that's a good question. I mean. I, I really can't think of anyone who, who's the best example of that i mean the ones who were in nxt and they came over to the main roster and are successful they were successful before they got to nxt they 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 established a legacy you, you talk you talk about um, finn Balor. finn is a perfect example i mean finn Balor was um you know he was the nxt champion he was in there for for a good while but he also found success outside of nxt i mean he found success in bullet club and was oh, yeah. the, he was. He was. He was one of the original members of Bullet Club, and that's why he got the success, and that's why they kind of got like the reputation because of him. Um, but as far as like actual in town, that I can't really, I
0: can't think of one off the top of my head, and I think that's unfortunate. I mean, yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, those guys were FCW before. Right. Seth Rollins was Tyler Black before, um, and also
1: on top of that, like Seth Rollins, he did have success in Ring of Honor. Like he was, he was Ring of Honor World Champion. Yeah. Becky Lynch, maybe.
0: I mean, you could say. I mean, the women, I think, have a better case. I mean, yeah, well, that's because, you know, they've totally redone the entire women's division, um, as far as like not even calling divas anymore, abolishing that stupid mm-hmm. belt, um, giving them both world championships on both shows. Like they've done a lot for the women um, in recent history, where they need performers, whether they're whether Vince thinks they're over or not to step up, and they all have. I mean, even Lacey Evans is being pushed to the moon right now.
1: Yeah, and, um, and, and I think it's really more of a better... It's, it's a better question, really, like, as far as the, m- the male talent goes. The female, we can actually name quite a few that have benefited from being in NXT, being developed in NXT, and then to the main roster. Um, I mean, you look at Paige, Charlotte, Becky, Sasha. It, I mean, those are, those are the perfect examples right there of the ones who, who were in NXT. They were NXT talent, homegrown talent, and then they made it big on the on the main roster one way or another.
0: Yeah. Um, so, you know, I don't know. I don't know what they can do, uh, but it's not fun to watch.
1: Yeah. And and, I'm g- and going back to what uh, Velvet Team posted on social media. He this is some of the the, the tweets slash posts that he did post online earlier. Um, one of them one of his posts says, um, "You must do what you have to do in order to do what you want to do." Life lesson. Case in point, this series will show you talent who made what they were given to work good and bad. And he's given a couple examples. Santino made it work. Um, Damien Sandow, The Miz, Chris Jericho, um, definitely in The Nation, Eugene, Doink, Boogeyman, Goldust. And that's just like some of the few people that that have made it big. But another person that, I mean, you could also have as an example is Zack Ryder. Um,
0: but they did their best to
1: sandbag him once he did get Oh, absolutely. That, and that's the problem. I think that's the point that he was missing was that Yes, they made it work, but at at what cost, though? I mean, I mean, he felt he felt to mention he felt to mention Zach Ryder. To me, Zach Ryder is a perfect example of someone who who, in spite of everything that was given to him, made it work. He made it work, but the company was not fully invested in it. So there's kind of a flawed
0: logic with with, with his argument. Also, those are all guys that were from a different era. Absolutely. Like, give me one example now, Velveteen. I love you, bro, but you're totally off off base on this. And, and then, like, like with, with, with Steve
1: Austin, like, Steve Austin was actually pretty well-known, I mean, in WCW. Like, he was a, I don't want to say he was a main event talent, but he was a well-known talent who who's actually very good in the ring. The Hollywood Blondes were Blondes were, were a great tag team in the early 90s. And even when ECW, when he was finally released from WCW, he was able to show off his true promo skills as um, superstar Steve Austin. As, and, and, yes, he did have a bad gimmick in when he came to WWE. Um, but I think the reason why they did that was because they wanted to get him with Ted DiBiase to get someone who's established to get him over. And eventually he got himself over. Like, he, he got himself
0: over. With Stone Cold, it's a little weird because— You I, think they were scripting promos for Stone Cold? Hell no, they weren't. And That's the problem, Velveteen. It's a different era. I mean, all those guys could go out there and, and do their own thing. Santino didn't have scripted promos. If he did, it was very loose. It was very limited. He, he was hilarious. And I know there's no writers back there because there's a reason why Santino stood out is because he was very loose. He didn't have a pro- I feel like he didn't have promos. I could be wrong, but I don't think he had promos written. For and him. if he did, it was it was
1: definitely not like where it was word for word, word for word. Yeah. yeah, like that. Like that, that. that's another thing right there is like they just micromanaged the hell out of these guys. Um, but like I said, though I, I understand where Velveteen's is coming from. He's a com- he wants to be a company man. He wants to you know defend the company. But I I you know I mean wait till he goes to the main roster and I, let's see if he has the same opinion because I don't know if he's going to have the same feeling it come if he comes to the main roster. Hopefully he stays where he's at right now. You know, given time. I don't want him
0: to go to the main roster yet because of this. You know who blocked me on Twitter for defending the company or who defended the company and blocked me on Twitter? Who? Goldust again? No, no, no. Oh, that's how he's going back. But look at where he's at now—just talking shit about WWE because he knows he. I get, I get that they have to defend the product, right? But to be an asshole about it, and then now I see you in AEW, and I'm still a Goldust fan. Unblock me, coward. Uh, But (laughs) he should, he should, he should, in the moment, be like, "Yeah, this guy's right," but don't be a dick about it. You know Maybe that's him. what it was like. Yeah, this guy's wanna,
1: right, but I gotta block. I gotta block you. Yeah. Man. Anyways,
0: I don't know what, what. There was one other thing that he posted that kind of boiled my balls a little his, bit. His
1: his his last post was, um, "The adults who uh, refuse to accept WWE as sports entertainment are the kids who never grew up, enjoy the product for what it is." Was it that one? Yes. Okay. Now, there's one problem with, well, there's many problems with what he said. One of them is that. The product now, even though they do push it out to kids and they think it's a kid-friendly product, a family-friendly product, most of the fans are are, are adults. <laughs> they're they're yeah. adults. They're in their mid-30s. These are, the, these are the adults who grew up watching wrestling.
0: You think those kids are driving themselves to the shows?
1: You No, they're not. No. no. I mean, and if they do, then if, if the kids go to the shows, more than likely it's the parents who are probably the bigger fans. I'm sure, like, like I, I really can't speak from experience, but, like, I don't see a whole lot of kids being too vested into the into the actual product now, compared to like ten years ago, or even especially twenty years ago. You know, I what tried I mean?
0: getting my nephew in it, and he he,
1: he didn't like it. <laughs> I, I can't blame him. I mean, look look at the product now, and you just see like it's just so it's I it's so lackadaisical. Like there's nothing going on with the product. There's nothing that's worth that's worth watching your time. There's nothing exciting really. Like, what, like, I mean, aside from Bray Wyatt and his Firefly Funhouse segments on Raw, I can't think of anything else on the main roster that's I'm fully vested in.
0: Oh, what do you mean? You're not in, invested in Roman Reigns and Shane McMahon feuds? Oh, man. Ugh. The only I'm cliffhanger that left us wanting to know what's going to happen on Raw next week is our truth being shipped to, to Raw in that box. Oh, that's right. He that's, is going to roll. That's the only thing that was like, "Oh, I wonder what happens next week." He he's, he's got to be
1: dead, dude. If he's gonna be, if he's shifting that container, dude. He said,
0: "I have two breaths left." <laughs> oh <laughs> man, that was like four hours ago. That was like two days ago.
1: Truth, hang on, dude. Pray for truth. Pray for truth. Hashtag, hashtag pray for truth. Hashtag
0: pray for truth. Um, I mean, here's something that's exciting. Go for it. Fighter Fest coming up. Ooh. AEW. Yes. You know how much is gonna cost for that pay per view? How much? Nothing. They're streaming it for free on the Bleacher Report app. That is a great
1: incentive to get more fans to watch the product. I mean, to to turn to a, as an alternative. I think that's huge. That's uh, a that's pretty big right there. I mean, like to give away a paper to give away a, a, a an event for free, and I think it's different in that. With, compared to the network, they do it. They just do it almost every month. They do it all the time. Where I can't it's like, keep it's up a, with these pay per views. We got yeah
0: stomping grounds, kicking ass and taking names. Do you know how many times they said that? I don't know the exact number. They said kicking ass and taking names. They will not stop saying kicking ass, taking oh, names. Oh,
1: Jesus Christ. I blocked that out. I, 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 You know what? I blocked Raw and SmackDown out as far as the commentating goes. So they probably said it a million times, and I wouldn't give a shit because
0: I really didn't care as far as what they said. But, oh, my God, dude. Roman they, cut a promo about kicking ass and taking names. And then after that, Shane McMahon cut a promo saying kicking ass, taking names. Like... It's not cool anymore. <laughs> were they were they were they watching were they watching old Stone Cold promos? I don't know. Maybe they were watching they live. I don't know.
1: And they and I mean, they probably did. They, they were playing Duke Nukem. Oh god. But that's dude. just
0: one thing that AEW is doing to make something happen, you know, make some excitement.
1: And and I think with with what Dream said, like I wouldn't be surprised if if the fans that who are like kind of like on the fence with the product right now and they see like how um, the talent is kind of like I mean I get you know I mean on one hand I get where, where Dream's coming from like he's obviously he's defending the company and he and he has his opinion and that's how he feels, but wait till he goes to the main roster let's see if he's gonna have that same opinion because I get the feeling that he's not. And another thing is that the way with what what he's saying and how he's saying it I mean the fans are gonna be like you know what there's no point in watching the pro- there's no point like I'm 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 done with WWE I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere else and. What better opportunity than for AEW to pick it up than having their um having their uh, fighter fest for free?
0: Yeah, I mean even uh, Ty Dillinger is now confirmed with AEW. Signed. Good for him. Yeah. So I mean, that's he's got a new lease on life.
1: The the one thing I do want to say about AEW though is I think they should really 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 be careful with trying to sign up um former WWE employees, for WWE wrestlers, um because. They don't wanna be like the organization that is that has old WWE names and they're bigger than what the actual in house talent is, you know what For I mean? For
0: sure. But at the same time you need to have some kind of name cachet. Right. You gotta have some notoriety. And I and I think you have you, you, you I feel c- like they balance it really good at, at double or nothing. Yeah,
1: and I I think they, they can build a company around Jericho, Moxley, and you know, you have Omega and you have the Young Bucks, you have Cody. You have a great core, and Dust like Dustin. I don't think is going to be there permanently, but like having having him there as a as a great hand, uh, once in a blue
0: moon would would help them out as well. Yeah, I mean they're gonna ha- they're probably gonna start bidding wars for NXT, um, because absolutely NXT pretty much gutted all the great. Look, I'm looking at a store on ACH who's gonna be now known now known as Jordan Miles, um, in NXT in NXT, yes, um, the, you know they have to they're gonna have to like get in front of some of these guys are getting snatched up by NXT. Do you know what um do you know what Kevin Steen called ACH <laughs> um, back in the Indies
1: when he was, when they were rivaling? No. ACH is an acronym in, in Kevin Steen's eyes, angry cart hoodlum. <laughs> God, I love
0: Kevin. Oh Kevin God, I love Steen. that Kevin Steen. I miss that Kevin yeah. Steen so much. Uh, what else we got, Dick? But it is confirmed John Cena is going to be in the new Fast and the Furious movie. You know, John Cena's um, starting to become. He's starting to get more more
1: roles now. I mean, aside from Fast and Furious Nine, he's also going to be a new host of Are You Smarter Than
0: Fifth Grade? I mean, he's doing something. He's doing stuff. Um, That's interesting. It's a Nickelodeon show now. Um, I didn't. I didn't know that, dude. I'm. I'm happy for him. I'm. I'm happy that he's finding success outside of WWE. You know what though? Automatically, he's a better host than Jeff Foxworthy. Um, I don't know, man. That blue collar comedy just gets me in the right places. Uh you got
1: a soft spot for that, huh? I got a
0: soft spot for Layer of the Cable Guy.
1: You you know what though? Not on that subject, I'm a Ron White guy.
0: Ron White's great.
1: He's a fucking man, dude. He's, He's a man's man, dude. I like I just want to hear st- I like I just want to hear his stories, dude. Like just him drinking whiskey and smoking yeah. weed, dude. He's got stories for days.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I would love to see Ron White host Are you smarter than a fifth grade? <laughs> <laughs> Have one of the kids give him a refill of his whiskey, dude. Ideas, <laughs> hey, do it. We we're, we we're, we have ideas here, guys. We do. Uh,
0: let's see. What else do we got? I um. This also past week, I'll go for uh, it. Also at Fighter Fest, we, since we're just talking about it, uh, they're starting to announce some matches for it. One of the matches is going to be John Moxley versus Joey Janela. I hope it's a no disqualification match at least, something where they can just go nuts. I think it has to be at this point because. You both play
1: off their strengths. I mean, Joey Janela is, um, you know, he's he's called a bad boy for a reason,
0: and he's willing to
1: do anything, and I mean anything, dude.
0: You should see, you should see the new uh, Road to Fire F- Fighter Fest on Cody's channel. I gotta check it out. Um, it they both cut really good promos, um, especially Joey Janela. Um, it started off or maybe it's being the elite, one of those two. Uh, but yeah, a really good promo from, from both of them, and also Darby Allen had a really really great um. It wasn't really a promo, it was more of like a interview. Right. Kind of. Uh I I'm now a giant Darby Allen fan. If I wasn't already a little bit, I'm a giant Darby Allen fan.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, for, for those of backstory with him, you know, he's he's a he was an independent wrestler who was out of Florida, I believe, and he was really into like the he was really into the punk rock scene. I mean, if you look at his name, Darby Allen, it's two of yeah. the most well known, I mean most drug written Punk rockers of all time, Gigi Allen and Darby Crash, and the irony of that is that he's actually straight edge. He doesn't. He doesn't yeah. do drugs. He doesn't drink.
0: Um, he's clean. Well, one of the things that they were talking about on that on that uh that interview that he was doing that he the reason why he he's straight edge is because when he was five years old he gotten he got into a car with his uncle who didn't he didn't know he was drunk yeah and they got in a car accident and he watched his uncle die because he was drunk driving. Shit. Um, so yeah um, definitely go watch it uh, hopefully I didn't give too much away uh, but you know this card is already looking pretty great uh, it's going to be in what two weeks the 29th yes two weeks away uh, for free on the Bleacher Report you're going to have Michael Nakazawa versus Alex Jebele. Um, I haven't seen much of either of those guys and it looks like that one's going to be a hardcore match so it's going to be exciting um, so they can definitely have some high spots Cody versus Darby Allen. Uh, Kenny Omega, Matt Jackson, and Nick Jackson. Nick Jackson versus Pentagon Junior, Ray Phoenix, and TBA. So that's. I wonder who's gonna be the um the third the third participant. Is it gonna be another uh, lucha guy?
1: I don't know. I mean, um, I can't think of anyone bigger than than, than Pentagon
0: and Helico. And could be that that be that be a pretty interesting that'd mix. Be cool, Just maybe do like a uh, lucha underground versus AEW kind of deal. Yeah. That'd be cool. Uh, Joey Janela versus John Moxley. We talked about that. Adam Page versus Jimmy Havoc versus Jungle Boy versus MJF in a fatal four-way match. That's going to be... I, I'm looking forward to that, th- actually. That's probably one of the most exciting matches I'm, I'm seeing on this. Uh, Christopher Daniel versus SEMA. Uh, two great veterans are going to go head-to-head. And then Yuka Sakazaki. I said that right? Yes. Versus Riho and Nyla, Jax, uh, Nyla Rose. Um so they're actually going to get a a, tr- a true fate three-way match, not make it a fatal four-way like they did at Double or a one. triple threat match. Um I'm 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 down with this whole card.
1: Yeah, for I mean free. it's a solid card. I mean, you can and you can't complain with it. Like you said, it's it's a free card and there's some good talent on there and it's a great way for AEW to promote themselves
0: as well. Yeah. So um I'm we'll, definitely looking forward to it. We'll be giving our predictions for that uh next week. Oh, yes. Um, um yeah. Actually, what June twenty third? When is June twenty third? That's next weekend. Next weekend. Okay, so we're gonna be doing our prom- our predictions for both shows next week. It looks like. Um, there's there's other stuff going on in the news, but not nothing too crazy. I see. Um, this this past weekend
1: though, there um there were two main events, uh, two main two main shows, you could say. Um, I want to say main shows, but there were two events that did happen this past weekend. Yeah. on Friday was a WWE Showdown and on Sunday was Dominion Six uh, Dominion Six Nine that took place in, in Osaka. Which one was better? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you talk about a tale of two shows. I mean, I I, I saw I, I didn't see all of uh, Super Showdown. I was actually at work at the time, but um i would sneak in the back here and there and um i mean, my coworker would actually he would have he would have it on and i uh, would uh, get a chance to watch it whenever i, I did and jesus christ i'm glad I did, I did i didn't i looks like i did not miss out on anything
0: yeah i need a i need to finish the main event but god damn. <laughs> that main event dude it's <sighs> what i saw was light years ahead of what they whatever they did in super shit down jesus christ dude i mean that card itself was like, I mean, that
1: card was tainted before like it's it's been tainted. Like any anytime they go to Saudi Arabia, it's just seems like it's gonna be a tainted show. And with the main event and with, with you see Goldberg and Undertaker out there both well in well over their fifties, and they could not they cannot they I I don't even honestly I don't even think they can do the match
0: twenty years ago. You know, before before we get into that, let's just talk about the show. Uh what did you think, Dick, um of the show overall? I mean they had a couple good matches, like over overall, it was um, Balor it, and Andrade. Balor and Andrade out, was a decent match. One thing I will say, Balor came out as a demon to zero reaction. Most guys got zero reaction.
1: Yeah, and um, that was a waste of, of of showing off the demon character in in Saudi Arabia. That was uh, I, I I didn't think they needed to do that, but I mean, I guess well, they it's
0: they got to because it's. Equivalent to or exceed WrestleMania, but did it really? Did it really live up to WrestleMania's oh, expectations? No, no. Mm-hmm. It, it it was like a bragging rights <laughs> level. It was bragging wrongs, dude. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Kofi and Ziggler had had a pretty good match. Other than that, Randy Orton and Triple H might have had a mat- match of the night. Actually, yeah. I mean, um,
1: and, th- and that's not saying much, unfortunately. Yeah. But um, you know. That match was uh, was was whatever. I mean, Triple H is definitely slower now than he was before, and honestly, dude, I think I could live without Triple H being in another match again. He does not have to be in on every, on every house, sh- um, every super showdown match or whatever the hell it is, or WrestleMania for that matter. Well, they need someone. They need. I guess they need them. They, they they had to drag Goldberg and Undertaker out to to wrestle this match.
0: Holy shit! They gave Randy Orton a Triple H. Twenty six minutes. Yeah, I, I thought that was way too long. Yeah,
1: but I mean, it would have been like it would have been a great match if they did it like in ten or fifteen minutes. But yeah, twenty five is a bit too long for for those two.
0: I take back my pre- my previous statement. I must have just been watching something else.
1: Um, you probably watched like two minutes of that match, <laughs> and <then laughs> oh, this is pretty good. That's pretty good. And then <laughs> twenty minutes later, back to my oh phone. shit.
0: Um, like this show, I, I've said this before. This show wasn't for us. It was for the Saudi. Absolutely crowd. not. Um, you have a. Uh, random nxt guy uh mansoor who i haven't really seen too much of winning the battle royal and that got the loudest reaction of the night right easily.
1: and um i think the last time i saw mansoor was actually last year's show i think it might have been the greatest world but now that i think about it when he won i was like who the fuck is that and that was with the promo where um it was him and then uh with with um the davaris that yes. came out and they were playing off the whole iran saudi arabia um, tension that was that has been going on in the Middle East really for the past forty plus years.
0: Yeah, and he actually cut a really good promo after the match.
1: Yeah, he did. I, I'll give him. I'll give him credit. Um, you know, let's see what they do with him. I mean, they might have him be like Saudi Arabian champion or some something like that. I would not. I would not put it past them if they actually do have him be crowned their first uh, Saudi Arabian champion. You know, he's
0: not bad. I. 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 I you know. It's easy to be like, oh, this guy's going to, they just gave it to him because he's from Saudi Arabia. Like, no, he's actually, You he look like he's he was a, a pretty decent, good wrestler. He's a
1: decent wrestler. I mean, from what I saw in uh, the Battle Royal, uh, you know, he's he's actually not bad, dude. So
0: they need to change his name to Gorilla Mansour. Oh, just Tribute. a thought. Tri- Ideas. Tribute. <laughs> that should be like our catchphrase. Ideas. 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 There you go. Uh, let's get into the thing that everyone was talking about. Easily the worst match I've ever seen in my life. You know, Undertaker and Goldberg,
1: I, the most disappointed. Ma- I mean, I, there was no expectation. I don't. Expectation, was, I, don't I, I don't want to say it's the most disappointed match because I wasn't disappointed because I had no expectations. I had no expectations match. either. I knew this was going to be bad. I didn't realize it was going to be this bad. And you know what though? It was, it was fine the first four or five minutes of the match. Like it was, it was actually, it was bearable. They
0: started. If they would have ended after the two spears, that would have been perfect. That should have been the the finisher. That should have been it. The way he did Lesnar the the, the first fight. Yeah. That would have been great. But they let him go for nine minutes and thirty-five seconds. And what what did we see after those two
1: spears? We saw Goldberg bonking his head onto the, the turnbuckle where he concussed himself and he bled the hard way, dude. Like he was gushing buckets of blood.
0: Yeah, he uh overshot the turnbuckle and went right into the ring post uh head first. They tried reversing a tube stone and it just they just they, 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 they were they were they both gassed. fell flat on their ass. It was 101 degrees in the ring, yeah. by the way. So yeah. not great wrestling conditions. Definitely, definitely not. And um a lot
1: like like especially for these guys. Like I I'll give these guys credit for, for wrestling in that temperature in that
0: climate. That is insane. Also, it's about 85 degrees inside this room right now. So give us some props too. Handle, <laughs> dude. <laughs> they are at least they're in their underwear. That's true. Well, maybe we're in our underwear. They don't you know. know. what? <laughs> they don't know. That's true. Now that I think about it, we're in our underwear right Maybe now. Maybe this this is uh this is open boxer's night, guys. <laughs> with my uh I wear the underwear with the dick holes cut out. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, eye patches for me. <laughs> uh but you know, this it started out decent and then just quickly uh, went downhill. Yes, back. yes. Um, I felt bad for both the guys. Undertaker looked pissed at the end of the match. With the he won with the worst chokes I've ever seen. That in my was life. that was bad. And I think they they ha- they had a call an audible. Definitely, and, I called. I I knew once he pinned him. I was like, oh, Undertaker just called that shit because there's no way that he was gonna win with that chokeslam. It was worse than the one he gave to choke to to Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah,
1: abs- absolutely. It it was bad. And then and um, we haven't even talked about where Goldberg tried to jackhammer Taker, and instead oh. he Gave him a, a brainbuster. Brain buster. <laughs> well, I mean, it was a cool looking brainbuster, but that's not what he was
0: going for, though. No, um, it could have ended very bad. Yes, um, and you know, the Undertaker is getting up there in age. Where these scary bumps, you know, I don't want, I don't want anything bad to happen to him. No, I don't. He shouldn't be taking these crazy bumps like that, especially when you have a gassed under uh, a gassed Goldberg that can can't lift you up. They should have just been like, you know what, I I'm too fucking blown up, brother. Both those guys look gassed, dude. Yeah. Um, And really, that's all I want to say about Super Showdown. It was a show. It happened, unfortunately. And nothing happened of note, really, other than how bad this Undertaker Goldberg
1: if you And if you miss Super Showdown, don't worry. Um, Some of the matches are going to be on stopping ground in two weeks. Yeah.
0: Um, This is going to be rematch grounds. Rematch Um, grounds. Seriously, that's what it is. Essentially, from what I'm seeing, we're going to get a Baron Corbin versus Seth Rollins. Why are we getting another one of these? No comment. <laughs> like, he should just go back to Olive Garden, waiting tables, and, you know, get out of the main event picture. Put someone that actually deserves to be in there. Give it to, I don't know. If he's going to put
1: someone over, he should put a chef over for um, for those dishes. But yeah. and he's not even doing a good job at that. Shitty waiter. <laughs>
0: um, all right, I think but essentially,
1: though, like, you Corbin Corbin Rollins... Uh, Ziggler versus, uh, Kofi. You also have, um, there's also c- another match as well that was uh, on, I'm trying to remember, I th- I'm drawing a blank right now. What was, um... On the Super Showdown? Yes. I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, Kofi and Dolph? Yeah, th- so they're gonna, they're gonna have a cage match at Stomping Ground. Yes. Uh, who else? Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans was a rematch of, it wasn't a rematch of Super Showdown, but rather it was a rematch of, um... Damn it, I'm drawing a blanket before Super Showdown. Wait, what was it? Money in the Bank? Was it Money in the Bank? Yes. Okay, it was a rematch of Money in the Bank. Yeah, there's so many pay per views that there's so many events that I I I'm I'm losing track. I've I've lost track of them. They're all they're they're all blur.
0: Yeah, this is way too many.
1: And Drew Drew McIntyre, Roman Reigns is also a rematch of Money
0: in the Bank as well. So yeah, it seems like there's a
1: lot of rematches on here.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, way too many rematch um, mania, dude. And I don't, this card isn't even done yet. So, no, we'll see.
1: So, let's see how many more rematches are on there. I wouldn't be surprised if they put Cesaro versus um
0: Ricochet on there. I would not be surprised by that at all. You know, yeah, um, Alicia Black. Well, we'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, um, Chad Gable is now on 205 live. Um, so at least it's something. I mean, on SmackDown, he was taking notes a la Dana Brooke. Ew. He was, yeah. oh my god! They, uh, they were interviewing, uh, what's his name? Uha Nation, Apollo Cruz. They were They were interviewing Apollo Cruz, and they just cut to Chad Gable writing notes. And that made no. That makes no it, sense. It makes no sense. And Apollo Cruz didn't be like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He just looked at him, and that was it. Wow, you talk about two talented guys and they just don't know what to what to
1: do with them. I feel yeah. bad for both of them. Both dude. of them. Absolutely. And Chad Gable, I mean, you know, 205 is is has been better than it ha- than it has been in the past, but it just it's just it's death. Like you're you're sentenced to death and you're and that's all they see you as, as as someone who's in that division and they don't take that division serious.
0: Not at all. Um he got a haircut for it though. So good on Chad Gable for that. I guess he had
1: to lose the weight to get under 205. <laughs> yeah. But um, but going back to um, Super Showdown, we said how, how bad of a show it was. I, I did watch Dominion this weekend, and it oh was yeah, the that. polar opposite. Uh, from It wasn't as memorable as last year's uh, Dominion. I mean, th- some people say last year's Dominion was probably the greatest event of all, greatest New Japan event of all time. And when you have uh, Okada Omega 3, especially the 60 minute um, two out of three falls match, it's going to be tough to beat. Yeah. I'll say this, though. I think Will Ospreay and Dragon Lee put on one hell of a match. I need to go back and watch that. Yes. If you need, if you haven't had the chance to watch that match, go back and, and, and watch that match. I would, I don't want to say it's as good as, um, equivalent to or exceed. Yeah. I wouldn't, I want to say that, but it's, it's, it's probably about a notch below the, um, the the super junior, uh, finale. It's still, it's still a damn good match though. So definitely check it out. Um, the uh, Ibushi Naito match. I have seen parts of it and that was, it seems like it's pretty hard hitting. It seemed pretty dangerous. Um, just, I just have a feeling that Ibushi is going to break his neck one day.
0: I saw that, uh, that apron, um, suplex that he took. Jesus. Uh, His neck went sideways. Yeah. (laughs) Be careful guy. He's, he's gonna, he's gonna encounter some, he's gonna encounter
1: some, some really serious neck problems if he doesn't already. And, um, uh, John Moxley, he he opened up the show. He fought against, um, so it was the opening match for um, for Dominion. It was John Moxley against Shota Umino. Uh quick match. Uh, J- John Moxley won with um, with with the dirty deeds DDT. Um, three really quick match. Uh, got to the point. Moxley's over, and um, it'd be interesting to see how he does well in, in New Japan. And uh, and um, he also did mention after the after the match that he enters he's entered into the G One. That's huge. The, the crowd pops so yeah. hard for that. And it wasn't just Moxley as well. Um, um oh man, I'm drawing a blank, man. Will <laughs> Osprey Will Ospreay, will Ospreay ha- he he didn't quite make the announcement yet, but I, I predict that he will be in the G one this year. Well, I th-
0: someone else did make a, a big announcement. Kenta though. Kenta. Kenta. Yes. Holy yes. shit.
1: Uh Hideo Tommy from it from, from WWE. He remember returns. Him? Yeah, remember him? He returns back to uh to he actually never wrestled in New Japan. Really? Yeah, he was a he was a pro wrestling Noah guy. So he was he was their top talent before he went to uh, oh, WWE. Oh shit. That's crazy. Never wrestled in New Japan and um he did tag team with Shibata's. They were they were a tag team when they were both in, 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 in Noah. Uh they both come out, Kenta makes his announcement that he too is also entering the G1 this year. So this is going to be an, an this is going to be an interesting G1 this year, especially when you have two former WWE talents going at it and their goal is to prove that they can compete that, that they can go in this tournament. Look at Juice Robinson. He got he was reinvented, dude. Um and he came back and he's very popular in Japan like oh he yeah he's a
0: huge baby face in Japan. When he took his uh headband off and revealed no dreads, the crowd popped for that even. Yeah. Um he he actually went out and said that um what's his name? Parker CJ Parker, Parker is dead. Like officially dead. Oh, absolutely. Um so good on him. The, I mean, New Japan there's for as much crap as we give WWE. There's a lot of wrestling out there that we can be watching.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot of choices out there. Um, but um definitely go out there and 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 uh, definitely watch uh, Dominion if you haven't, especially for the Will Ospreay Dragon Lee match. Yes. I'm um, Ishi versus Taichi. Now this is something like I didn't really I, I haven't seen in Japan um consistently. Uh Chi is actually a, a heel who's actually a, a chicken shit heel who's very afraid to get confrontational. Oh really? But in this match he wanted to prove to everyone that he can go. Like he wanted to prove that he wasn't afraid of um of anyone, especially Ishii, probably like the most badass motherfucker that yeah. is in uh, aside from Suzuki, uh, that most badass motherfucker that's actually in New Japan. They put on a hell of a match for 11 minutes, dude. Um, so that's another match I definitely would recommend. Check it out. Um, Okada and Jericho, I, I saw bits and pieces of it. Um, definitely not the best Chris Jericho match, or the de- by no means the best Okada match, but for uh, what you see with Jericho, with New Japan Jericho, it does the job. He's not embarrassing himself. No, absolutely like, not. You know, like other people that we've mentioned before. And, um, you know, he, he's ne- he hasn't embarrassed himself at all, not, not since, like, Returning to wrestling um, more frequently um, from back in 2012, I can't remember a bad Jericho match at all.
0: Cause he's not—he's not bad. Um, no, he's not. And I feel like Jericho is smart enough to know when he has other ventures too. Um, he's gonna be smart enough to know, like, hey, I can't go like I used to. I need to hang it up. Right. You know? Um. Well, let's let's get into Raw and SmackDown Yeesh. while we still have a little bit of time. Let's do that. Um. Yeah. Not a whole lot going on. Biggest thing that happened on the show was we have new tag team champions. Uh, finally, Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder haven't defended the titles once since winning them at WrestleMania. That's true. But the Revival is back, um, are back as the tag team champions. Um, it was a three-way Triple match? threat match. Triple threat match. Um, I like the finish of this match uh, where you had the Uso... I like that. I just did what the the commentary does when they don't know who it is. They just say "Uso, Uso super kick." Like they don't know. Yeah, it's it's funny to me. And yet um, they've they've been in the company for how many years? Right. Um, I can tell them apart for the most part. Uh, but I, I believe it was Jimmy Uso went for the splash before he could jump off the top rope. Dawson tagged himself in, mm-hmm. um, and then after after he landed the splash, uh, who's the, other? Jay. No, Dawson and Wilder. Wilder. Wilder made the tag. Dawson was on the outside, was holding his feet. Jimmy was desperately trying to break up the pin, uh, but basically they stole a victory and they're the new tag team champions. And that was the most exciting thing that happened on Raw. I mean, good for them. Uh, oh, and the Firefly. Oh, and of course, I <laughs> forgot to mention forget? the Firefly Funhouse. Holy crap, dude. Like,
1: can we talk about the Firefly Funhouse? Yes, please. My God, dude. Like, it it's taken like a dark it's taken a darker turn each time and i love it it's I it's the it.
0: only thing that has me invested um i like that uh basically the the rabbit um just can't keep his mouth shut he he went out, he <laughs> Bray Wyatt gave him like the floor he's like if you want to say something go ahead and he uh he started saying you know you guys don't know what it's like to be here things aren't what they seem and then bray was like now why would you go and say something like that And comically pulls out like a Bugs Bunny mallet. An Acme hammer. (laughs) An Acme mallet and just... Kills him. Kills him, dude. (laughs) And and then he starts selling uh, Rambling Rabbit jelly. Uh, Really fun. Really cool. Something different. um, It breaks up the monotony of watching the show.
1: Yeah. And I'll I'll say this. I've said this last week and I'll say it again. I don't mind if they delay Bray Wyatt in the ring, but they do have to eventually put him in the ring and he's got to prove to to himself that, that... he is a credible threat, but as long as they keep these segments as they are and, and they're inter- and they're entertaining and they're and they really fuck with your mind,
0: uh, they keep it as it is. Then I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um. Every week we get a new wrinkle in the story, and that's that's just good storytelling. That's how you that's how you do stuff. Um. I don't know. I don't know who's writing this and not on Raw, but this is something that I'm invested in. Keep it up. Um. Something I'm not invested in is uh. Lars Sullivan. You know, I I had the idea at this point. Once Lars Sullivan meets the big dog and loses, um, he and Braun need to make a tag team. I think that would be, what did you say, the the freakish monsters or something like that? Monster freaks? The monster freaks. I think that would be a badass tag team. That would be something that would excite me. And I think it would be something that would kickstart a competitive raw tag team division. What do you think, Dick?
1: I. Raw or SmackDown, for that matter. I mean, they can oh, go. Yeah, I don't they know. they yeah. can go to either either brand. I mean, really, if you look at it on paper, who's going to stop these two? I mean, you got you got Braun, who's well over three hundred pounds, and both those guys are both well over three hundred pounds. They're both three hundred pound bulls in one way or another. And uh, this could be like a throwback to how the old
0: '80s tag teams were. Exactly, that was exactly what I was thinking. Um, he he went out and squashed uh, Lince Dorado, Kalisto, and um, Grand Metalik. Uh, which you know, I feel bad for those guys. They deserve better than to be squashed by Larry Sullivan. Right, and and honestly, like what what's 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 Braun doing at this point, and uh, what's his, what's he doing
1: at this point? I mean, he's still feuding with Bobby Lashley, I guess. They need to get they need to get him as far away from Lashley and Corbin and Drew McIntyre. Get get away from a, a combination of those guys as soon as possible. They it's been done to death, and he has not benefited from that feud at all. And honestly. None of those guys have. And I am also including Corbin in the feud as well because he hasn't benefited
0: shit. No, not at all. Yeah. I don't I don't know what they're doing with, with their heels. I feel like their heels are getting dumber than the baby face, which I think didn't think that was possible. They found a way. Uh this is like this is WWE's equivalent of Hold My Beer. I mean, even the women are doing it. Nikki Cross is the dumbest one I've I've seen. Um They uh has Bailey ever won when they're in San Jose? I
1: don't think so. There's I don't I think there's a rule. I think that's rule number one. The hometown hero does not win in their
0: hometown. Um yeah. Ba- uh Bailey, you know, had a match with Alexa Bliss. Or I'm sorry, Bailey had a match with Lacey Evans, um and Alexa Bliss. It was a triple threat match. Uh Nikki Cross is in Alexa's corner. They're doing a little something to keep me in, invested in this. Uh Nikki Cross is a babyface, I'm assuming, and I don't know. I don't want to even talk about I this. It's anymore. she's 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 supposed to be the dumb baby face who is very naive
1: and is easily persuaded by um by the more I guess charismatic, you know, the more popular Alexa Bliss. She wants to be um she wants to be loved, she wants to have friends and um Alexa's just using that she's exploiting that weakness to get what she wants.
0: Yes, very well put, Dick, by the way.
1: And I and the question is is it going to lead to a it, it seems like it, it's going to lead to a a Alexa versus Nikki Cross food. Is it really going to do that? Or are we getting a swerve? I mean, that's to me, if, if I look at it like the, if I'm looking at how they're booking these two, it seems like that's going to be the, the next natural feud for Alexa bliss is against Nikki
0: Cross. It, it has to go that way. Um, I don't even know who's on raw and Smackdown anymore. I, I, I feel like Alexa's on Smackdown, right? I think she's on raw. <laughs> I,
1: you know, I, it, it does. It doesn't matter at this point. There, there's, there's no point in saying they're on raw or Smackdown. Um, it's a wild card and aka that's just their way of saying there is no brand split anymore. Let's no. just be real. There's no brand split.
0: Um other than that, I don't know. There's <laughs> there's, no- there's there is really not much. I mean, else I, I can't really Ra.
1: say I can't say anything else about about um about Raw. I mean, just it's just it, it's becoming harder and harder to uh to watch Raw. I mean, I I feel like I'm repeating myself every week, but it really is.
0: Um let's let's get to Smackdown. Uh Smackdown opened up with a uh Miz tv segment um that was bizarre i, I don't know about you but i thought that was a bizarre opening by the Miz. it's super weird um i don't know is is shane an authority figure is that what they're doing or is he just a spoiled kid like i don't know if shane has power because it seems like he does but at the same time like i don't know i'm confused it's, it's not mentioned
1: it's it's not talked about it's assumed because he's a mcmahon and yes yeah. it's kind of like well I'm gonna do whatever. It's it's becoming the Shane show. It really
0: it really has. And what's crazy is there's so many guys on the roster that could be having that could have this TV time and these spots, but instead they dedicated 20 minutes to Drew McIntyre, Elias, Sh- Shane, and Miz, um, and that just of, of course it led to a match. Um, but the Shane took a lot of time on Raw too. Like it's Raw and SmackDown is yeah feeding both of these sto- the storyline here. Um, and I get it that the big dog's involved in this. Who we didn't see this week, by the way. That's right, we didn't. No, we did not see the big dog this week. Such <laughs> a stupid nickname. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they give these, this so much attention. So much like the, for the talent that they have, Shane McMahon should not be involved in a storyline and get incredible victories. He he should not
1: be the focal point uh, in, in a storyline, nor should he be the focal point of a faction where he's like the top dog. I mean, and and that and that, and that's killing Drew as well. Like I think that's, remember, that's that's hurting him too. Remember
0: how exciting Drew was? Yeah, and he, he was should
1: du- not be a lackey for Shane McMahon. And I and I had high expectations for Drew this year. I mean, I think he he will accomplish him one way or another by the end of the year. But this is going to be a lot more difficult now that he's associated with Shane. And it's not just him; it's also you got the revival and you got Elias, and and it just seems like these guys are. I don't want to say they're damaged, but they were damaged goods before they got to Shane, and I don't know. I don't
0: know if it, if being with Shane's gonna fix them or not. I really don't know. I don't think they. I don't think it will. At least make it a cohesive unit. Just say like, "This is our team name," and "This is you know, my crew," because I feel like Shane's just coming out with anybody these days. Anybody that'll you know be around him. What's it gonna call? The Mean Street Posse 2.0. I mean, something. Meaner uh, Street Posse. <laughs> the Meanest Street Posse. The greatest meanest streak. <laughs> yeah. um, Heavy Machinery won the Yellow County Championships from AJ Kirsch, who was used to be on Steve Austin's Tough Enough. Oh, that's right. He was on there with Marty the Moth and Eva Lise. Was he the one that won? No, he got eliminated. I think. No, the one that won was that tall guy, Silent Rage, who no sold the stunner. That's
1: right. He did. He knows sold the rage and the slap from Vince. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he was never shown
0: on WWE TV after that. Um, so there's cardboard. They they look like they made him look like backyard indie wrestlers because uh, they had like cardboard titles. Um, but I th- I'm assuming because Dan O'Brien announced it was going to be a title unification match. Uh, the Yolo County Tag Team Champions. Uh, whatever that means. You know
1: Yolo County does exist. Does it really? Yep. It's it's up <laughs> north and it's up north. Uh,
0: it's up north near Sacramento. I did not know that. I thought it was just like YOLO. No,
1: it it, it really does exist. Um it was it was funny a couple years ago like I was like, "Man, YOLO like like what what's YOLO?" and I happened to Google it and turns out there is a, it's an actual county up in northern California. That's funny. If there's any of our listeners from YOLO County, um just let us know, give us a shout out.
0: Yeah. Um one thing that I didn't like, they they let um, Dolph Ziggler, Sami Zayn, and Kevin Owens uh, interrupt Big E's return. And this was a setup for a match that was already announced earlier in the show. When the first show first kicked off, they announced right. that this match was going to happen. Um, and they did a promo to set up that match that I thought took way too much time. I knew it was going to happen. Babyface is going to win.
1: What's up with WWE booking like the heels in, in trios? Because on Raw, you, have, you had Lashley, Corbin. And I uh, just Ma- noticed that McIntyre, yeah. and then now you have on SmackDown. Now you have, especially with KO, Sammy, and uh, Ziggler. Oh wait, I forgot. I mean, Zayn's a wild card, but it's like they just have a hard on for for, for like these these uh, trio factions that really are are. I don't know what they're. I don't, I don't know if they're being um, creatively deployed or de- deprived as far as. What to do with their talent? That they're they're booking them in all these trip in these six man tag matches. I mean, you see it on Raw and you see it on SmackDown. And it's like okay, like do something else instead. Like we get it, you know. We we get a six man tag.
0: Okay, wow. Yeah, I I guess that they have a lot of people to put in matches these days, um, but it doesn't really doesn't. There's no, I don't know.
1: It's 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 really hard to describe, but I but that's what I've noticed it's is like weird. They are doing a lot of trio factions now. I hope I hoped to God this isn't even an idea to have a trios championship because they of all, like WWE of all, pe- of all companies, the main roster of all people do not
0: need... Three more belts. They don't
1: need... No, they don't. No, they don't.
0: Um, I wouldn't put it past them though. Um, other than that, that was it. R-Truth um, is still in a box maybe. Yeah, he's being shipped over. He's being shipped to Raw, right? Um, well, yeah. The, well, that's because yeah, the box said shipped to LA and I don't know how that box locked itself. I don't know. It's weird. Anyways. Have you um, ever
1: been locked in a box? Let us know.
0: <laughs> you know, there, you know, what, um, before,
1: before we finish uh, SmackDown, I do want to mention uh, the Alistair Black promo um, where he like, he, 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 he really was intense and he was just calling out anyone. Like he literally told the producer to open the door and just yelled, asking anyone to come out and challenge him. Um, and, and,
0: I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to when he actually debuts. I mean, they're slow building him, like they're doing with Bray. Yes, um, every week he's he's come out. We haven't seen him wrestle since WrestleMania, uh, but every week he's cutting these promos where he's just begging people to fight him. Um, I seen someone in one of the wrestling groups i made on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They they t- they said something that I thought was pretty cool. That would be cool to do. They they were they pitched an idea where. Aleister Black is cutting a promo, Mm -hmm. and R-Truth, while he's running away from the mob of jobbers that are coming after him, goes in the room, and Aleister Black becomes a 24-7 champion, and no one wants to fight him. No one's chasing after him. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, I I thought that was a cool idea, um, to have him be the 24-7 champion, give it some credibility, and actually have matches where people need to fight and not just roll the guy up. You know what I mean? Um, Which I'm super... Annoyed that all these matches just end in a quick roll up.
1: Yeah, and uh, that that's getting that's getting played out. Um, I do want to mention real quick though about about the Alistair Black segment. It's funny that um, he I actually he, um, one of the well, another wrestler called him out on it um, on 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 his promo, and that's uh, Mark Haskins of Ring of Honor. He called him out and said um, he just pretty much said, "Come at me, Tommy. You know you're calling it, You're calling everyone out. Come at me." Ooh. And he called him Tom, you know, Tommy End. Yeah. Um, from that, that was his name before he got to, um, to uh, WWE. And um, Alister's response was, uh, if only the bridge crossed like that, I'd gladly end up painting both my souls in your face and frighten your children once more." <laughs> Saying that, you know, he's down. It's just, you know, obviously, there it doesn't, doesn't work, work that it way. It doesn't work that way, though. It will never work. I would, I would love to see that though, because I, I, I mean, th- there's history between those two, between Haskins and, um, and Alister Black so um dennis haskins dennis haskins oh mr. him too Bilding? yeah
0: um, is, is,
1: is he still alive oh yeah yeah he's, oh, he's man he's still good he's good
0: he's always yeah he'll always be mr building in my heart always always um i feel like that's a good place to end the show yeah uh, you got anything else dick
1: i i really don't i mean um you know just
0: it's we're getting through this together we're getting guys.
1: through this together dude um just hang in there everyone um Next
0: week, you know, hopefully we will be back to normal. We we we'll be back. Oh, we got to build to another 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 pay per view coming up. Stomping grounds. Jesus Christ! So is many pay per views. dude. Is this a Seth Rollins themed pay per view? Because the stomp, get it, get it. Grounds, <laughs> get it, huh? 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 Um, unless this better be. This should have been sponsored by Starbucks. Stomping grounds. You know, like Sto- like the coffee? the coffee. Yeah. I, mean, I don't
1: know. <laughs> Ideas. Stopping grounds. Oh, I was gonna say stopping grounds uh, IPA, but we're getting there. We're getting our it's we're getting ideas. our creative yeah ideas. <laughs> we're getting our creative juices
0: going. Thank you guys so much for listening and downloading this episode of Put Me Over Podcast. We'll be back next week. Um, it, it's it's got to get better, guys. It, I don't know how much worse it can get, uh, but it's got to get better. Uh, like I said, thank you for joining us. We are the new 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 world order professional podcasting, and we will see you next week.